on today's Homo Superior. <laughs> None of the cast came back. It made no sense. No one was fucking naked. I didn't see a shadow of a dick anywhere. You might have turned it off and jerk off to porn. This is fucking <laughs> like, my I have that on my phone already. <laughs> Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, the best slash worst podcast of 2023, issue 313. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. <laughs> this week, we've got a big episode. We're never early. We're never on time. So that means we're doing our best of 2023 recap deep into 2024. Ooh. Plus, we've got a couple of fun issues, or at least until Kalen gets his hands on them. And then <laughs> some, I guess, are we doing, we're not doing our regular plugs this week, right? No. Great. I don't know, we'll, we'll feel it in the moment, I guess. It's a best of episode. <laughs> uh, also, a little housekeeping. We are going to be reviews, reviewing What If Season 2, uh, which is available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that review will come out on Tuesday, the 16th. Anyone got any exciting things that they're really looking forward to talking about? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, lots of, oh, Kaori is amazing. Uh, watch the show if you haven't already. And watching one episode a day is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all agree Benedict Cumberbatch was the right choice for Doctor Strange. Moving on. <laughs> We're also going to be reviewing the newest season of Echo, uh, which is out now, but our review will be like in a couple of weeks. So keep your ears peeled for that fun. She's review. deaf, Brent. Okay. I, all right. <laughs> well, look, sometimes turns of phrase don't work in our favor, Kaylin. And so I apologize to you and to anyone who is possibly offended by that terrible turn of phrase. What's that? What's that sound, Brent? All right. You know what? You know what? We got to stop. We got to stop and talk about this. Kaylin, do you want to apologize for taking down the tone of this podcast? I was making a joke. Uh-huh. And look what happened. <laughs> look where this got us. All right. Kaylin, joke embargo. Uh, oh, I uh, I just picked something up off the ground. Um, as always, our podcast. <laughs> what does that mean? It fell out of Your me. Your asshole pops out. <laughs> <laughs> Ping pong balls or something. Guys, on this podcast, we like to do a little something called Plug Me Daddy. This week, we're going to do a little bit different, though. Um, so we're going to do the very best of 2023, where we share with you, our little homos, our favorite things. Yes, move over, Oprah, because we got some <laughs> shit to tell you, things to do. She's right over there. <laughs> oh, Oprah, what? Well, We'll we'll interview you later. I've got a plug. <laughs> Move over. She's been off the air. <laughs> for and you get a plug, and you get a plug, and you get a plug. This is going to be a big one, guys. Okay, so we are going to cover our favorite TV show, movie, comic book, X stuff from the X world. Name them. <laughs> Name them. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna have some wild cards, and we're even gonna unplug stuff. And so basically, what we're saying this this is plug me, daddy. Oh, my God, that's the biggest I've ever seen. A 2023 best of recap. Okay, um, to start us off, uh, let's go with our favorite t TV shows. This could be anything. It could be comic-related. It could be just fun-related. What really got your goat in 2023? 
Taylor, why don't we start with you? Sure. Uh, I mean, this made a lot of top 10 critic lists, but I have to agree. The Bear Season 2, uh, I watched it so many times just because I felt really compelled because I love the characters. I love the energy. It is a show about cooking and about opening a restaurant, and it was the most stressful thing I've ever oh. seen. <laughs> so but true. so, so well done. And I just wanted to, even the meat stuff, because I'm vegetarian, I wanted to eat all the food. It looked great. Great. I would have put this down, but I we have gotten stuck. At, and it's I know it's really good, but it's like an hour and a half long. We got stuck at the flashback oh, episode. Oh, the Seven Fishes episode? Yeah, so it's uh, basically like an entire movie. And so I know when we finish it, I'll really enjoy it. But I agree. It's, it's such a fantastic show. It's a very good episode, but the episode that comes after is my favorite episode Ooh, of the season. Exciting. One, yeah. Yeah. If you have a heart attack during the show, uh, hospitals don't charge you <laughs> to bring you back to life. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a as as someone who's worked in the hospitality industry for a long time, it's very stressful, <laughs> um, and just as dramatic. So yeah, I can't really watch well it done. because the, the first thing is stressed me out too much, and also I can't watch Abbott Elementary for the same reason because of me teaching so much. Uh, <laughs> I know lots of PTSD if, if, in our if, favorite if, shows. If I these do anything days. with any career, I can never watch real estate mortgages ever again. Too. Hopefully, there's never a show about that. Well, one thing you won't have to relive, but hopefully never have to live is a zombie apocalypse so my favorite tv show is actually the last of us uh, i thought it was an amazing faithful recreation of the video game uh-huh. and while like I, that actually needed one because it's such an older game uh i am over the moon with how well it was done but i'm more excited to see what uh, i think season two might be sp- or really part two of the game might be split into two different seasons but it is going to be incredible and going to have like i would say like game of throne level like oh shit moments where the audience is going like oh fuck i didn't expect that and now i'm upset i would I say that um you don't know how many times i've been attacked by mushrooms so you're <laughs> wrong <laughs> anytime i see cordyceps anywhere i get really freaked out <laughs> but this is how long 2023 felt i forgot that it came out at yeah, the beginning seriously. of 2023 mm-hmm. i felt it came out the previous year but it is fantastic well yeah. for plug me daddy the original sound was supposed to be what those clickers did <laughs> <laughs> well, as, decided a, against as a gay people, we have to also <laughs> highlight this show because of the amazing third episode with oh. Nick Offerman and How whatever that hot guy is. Psychedelics. <laughs> it's Murray. It's Murray. Yeah. What's it? Bartlett. Murray Bartlett. I was oh, called yeah. him Murray Abraham, but that's a different actor. Is there actor. a spinoff coming? <laughs> Both of which that? were on White Lotus. Wasn't there? There's talks of that, yeah. and I don't want that. I don't want it. Oh, it was, it's the prequel, The First of Us. <laughs> Ew. Um, I guess I'll go because um, as uh, I love my comics, but my other true love is Bravo reality TV shows, mm-hmm. obviously. So I have to pick among my favorite of 2023. And it was difficult. OK, it was we had to stop you from making this part of the what's your favorite <laughs> housewives is one of the things that. You <laughs> no, 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 no. I could I could never do that. They're all my children, but it's uh, all my children's great. So too. OC was great. Miami was great. Um, there were so many great seasons uh, this year, but I have to j- the perfect mix of drama, true crime, comedy, all of that. Uh, together was uh the real housewives of salt lake city i am cheating a little bit because they are still playing into 2024 but boy are these reveals (laughs) uh but just the rumors the everything about this season this specific season was perfect everyone was firing on not all cylinders i would say no cylinders at the same time (laughs) they were all unhinged and so great and they couldn't help but be themselves which is what life is you really can tell about. when you've got truly sp- you can tell you got truly special Sociopaths? television 
when oh. it is like a relatively niche consumer or like there's some kind of like large group of people that supports it, but it doesn't penetrate national culture. This season just went off yeah. the rails and I kept hearing about it again and again and I don't watch any of it. Uh, I do message you at the in the middle. Of I don't know what about you're it. talking about. <laughs> well, I it's, do. It's Dorinda. Jerome oh, yeah. sent you a lot of Dorinda. a pumpkin full of wine. <laughs> I do think it's very funny you would bring this up because oh, I wow. do know that oh, you're wow. podcast von Teese, You fucking <laughs> bitch. What? Oh, I your love podcast von <laughs> There, it, it's Ryan's one of not the, friends with us. He just infiltrated <laughs> our group. Or he was originally a fan that hated the show and yeah, then yeah. ended up becoming podcast. Bob I too. had to. And honestly, I put someone bad to jail. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, our so fifth yeah, person who prison. really existed. All, the, all of our producers are running around in the background. They're like, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. <laughs> You're a leathery bitch. Okay, that's all I'll say. Um, it was great. It's probably one of the best finales that's ever happened on that beautiful network. Clark, why don't we go to you? You'll have yeah. some crazy shit to say. Well, see, I've got two because since I've been doing this since 2009, I've always done drama and comedy separately. And um, everyone knows that. <laughs> I know. I told you guys like many a time before. <laughs> anyway, Summer Camp Island is my first one. That's um, a uh, sixth season of Julia Potts' Cartoon Network animated series about the humanoid Oscar the Elephant and a Hedgehog the Hedgehog attending Magic Camp on the aforementioned Summer Camp Island and learning to control their powers. From a really shithead counselor named That's Susie. That's wild. That's where the plot went of yep. that show. <laughs> the comic <laughs> pulls your heart strings, also comedic as shit. And there's such an intricate mythology that I fucking love it. And it features a million people voice acting, including Whoopi Goldberg, Joanne Lumley, Bobby Moynihan, <laughs> Alfred Molina, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Elijah Wood, Stephen Root, Francis McConroy, uh, Jesus. Melanie Linsky. Ah, Speaking of. Uh, Sally Struthers. Uh, Sally Struthers? Yep. Carol Kane. Rachel Dratch, Jane Lynch, Bobcat Goldwaith, Catherine, uh, Kathleen Turner, Wanda Sykes, and Bella Ramsey speaking. Oh, of, yeah. It's just like a million people. It's such a good show, and I guess people really clamored to be on it because it's so good. Did you say Carol Kine? Carol Kine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael Kane is not in there, sadly. That would be good, though. And my second one is um, a Netflix um, romantic reality show, a uh, Korean reality show called 19 to 20 that my friend Jeannie and I watched like Every single week, we had like to watch like two or three episodes, and it was a lot of fun. Anyways, uh, and it's about is, and what is it? It's about ten Korean nineteen-year-olds um, attending a week-long school, quote unquote, where they learn how to adult, including classes on sex, cooking, dance, ping pong, and taxes. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> is this the drama? Or <laughs> the what comedy? do I always say? This is the drama. Why didn't they teach us life essential yeah. things in school, like ping pong? Yeah, yeah. did I eat? One I of wish those they taught me taxes. <laughs> uh, the one stipulation is they can't date during that week, as if they're gonna start dating three oh days ago. Oh no, so, um, I'm out. In Korea, <laughs> in Korea, everyone ages by one year on New Year's. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they were nineteen. S- and then same New Year's as horses. Yeah. And then not and then when New Year's happens, all they all horses turn, have the same birthday. Let's slow this down. <laughs> what does that mean? They literally they're nineteen years old. Like people who the birth date let's, is let's set. say a nineteen year old in Korea they're nineteen year old until December thirty first, twenty twenty three. The next day everyone is a year older. Everyone is 20 years old. Wait, so no one has birthdays? That's they do, but, but then when they go into um, other f- other cultures, other st- co- uh, countries the and stuff, they will 
The same is true of thoroughbred horses. Yeah. All of them have the All right, stop comparing Korean people to horses. That's not, it's just the birthdays that are getting compared. Brent, what horse TV show would you like to plug right now? The following week, they live in a house. Bojack. No, the following week, they live in a house together and are then permitted to date and have to compete for dream dates, including private theme parks, overnight trips, and river cruises. And then there's a shit. They just start drinking because 20 is the year you can age you can drink. So they're just drinking up a storm, and the drama is wild. That's well, why it's a drama. It's it's nonstop. It's awesome. That feels like the comedy. It's both. <laughs> Great. Well, the summer camp island was kind of dramatic too. And your birthday vont. <laughs> 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 <I know. laughs> the reason I kept bringing up the horses is because Japan has a similar TV show where they get horses drunk when they turn 20. <laughs> Uh, I can't even put on my horseshoes. Do you think it's called 19 going on 20? <laughs> yeah, none of them are stable. What were you going to say? Nothing else. Uh, so it was a pretty big year for TV shows. Yeah. The yeah. Bear. Golden Age. Succession ended. Yes. Barry ended. The Bear and Barry. Uh, Ga- Scavenger's Reign, which I'm actually mm-hmm. surprised Clark didn't mention. But all right. these shows have... It was my fourth. Don't forget about drama. the show focused on our favorite Hellion. They, had, they all have something in common which is that they're originals. Mm-hmm. My pick is a spin-off that I think is paralleled with the original. It's Fiona and Cake. Mm. It's a spin-off of, of Adventure Time. It gives you something completely oh, new yeah. and different yeah. while also feeling somewhat familiar. A lot of emotion, a lot of feeling. Yep. A lot of it's love. It's really good. What about how much cake is there? Surprisingly so much, little. So much cake. So this is nothing but fat ass cartoon characters. Well, yeah, cake is a cat. <laughs> You could make an argument that Real Housewives is a spinoff too, Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, they've had quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's not a sequel; it's the Squeak- year four of it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so great, great options, guys. Um, oh wait, uh, wait, who gets the pluggy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll reveal at yeah, the you end. Yeah, you get Okay. Well, now we're off to movies, guys. I feel like we're feeling very similar with some of our options. Okay. So, would anyone like to go first? That feels a certain way. Brandon, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Um, mine was a, I would say, B level movie. Great. But I thought and it, it's it, your favorite. It did not get enough attention, and it had a lot of really fun sci-fi elements uh, from a black exploitation perspective it was they cloned tyrone oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that was good. it had jamie fox uh john boyega and uh Teona paris those three have so much fucking chemistry put them in movies make them like a rom-com thruple or something i don't care <laughs> i love watching them together and i really hope they make another sci-fi movie i need to watch that one but i've heard nothing but phenomenal it's things great mm. uh, i can go next um, while I think 2023 was the year of a lot of superhero fatigue, um, one stood out to me and just surpassed even the original Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. In terms of fatigue? No, I loved it. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10 fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning, like, it, it, ter- it wasn't part of the fatigue. It was, like, it felt fresh and new, even though it was a sequel. Um, I think it was bigger and better than the original. It's one of those movies that, like, you're it, they throw so much at you that like you almost have a little bit of like vertigo when you mm-hmm. watch it and then when you see it again it like kind of settles and like thematically it also like we talked about this in our own like review our extra issue uh, of uh, of this review uh, of the movie excuse me uh, it just felt very like i don't know there's a, a beautiful like hu- secular humanist like aspect to this movie that you don't often see in you know sort of like 
a lot of superheroes tend to be like sort of Christ figures or Moses figures. And so I, I think there was something really, really beautiful about this film. Well, and especially in a movie that's driven towards kids. It was actually one of my one of my favorite, but probably I would select it as my favorite movie for the year. And it was because, well, beyond it being a great movie, I also took some mushrooms <laughs> when I went to go see it. And I was absolutely blown away. The artistry is incredible. I'm it's really second category with mushrooms, in it, by it's the way. And everything. Uh, I'm really sad to know that behind the scenes, the development of the pro- the product was not that great. A lot great, of people died on mushrooms. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I just, I don't think I've ever been as reinvigorated by a movie in a very long time. And I don't, I, you know, especially post-pandemic, I don't, haven't seen too many movies in theaters. And I'm like, I find it hard to sit in a dark movie theater and focus. I'd rather just watch stuff in my own house. But like the entire time, my eyes were just glued to the screen. I like nearly screamed when the movie ended because I so needed a sequel and it's just it's so excellently well done and builds up all these great plot points and, and everyone's a great voice actor in it. Um, this was my pick for the year as well. And um, uh oh, it feels like a blowout. That was the blowout. No, that was the <laughs> that was the ping pong balls falling at Orion earlier. Oh, no. Let me just pick this up. Um, uh, I It really is. It's. A lot of nerd culture is being able to rewatch it. I think w- people fall in love with it, rewatching it over and over again. This is the one movie that I've watched on trains, planes, mm-hmm. automobile, everywhere, <laughs> and I fuck it. I can watch it over and over again while I'm while I'm doing mushrooms with Adam. Like it's it's <laughs> so fucking good and it's so well done. The soundtrack is phenomenal. It takes you on a ride the entire time, and it's, I think it's one of the best movies, comic book movies ever. I agree. Oh, yeah. 100%. Do you know what moment you were hooked? Uh, I do. I think um, the first time I saw it, I would, the first time it was hooked was the um, Renaissance Vulture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that opening, was so clever. Yeah. Um, and then the second time I was, when I watched the second time, I got hooked when you had um, Miles basically telling um, uh, Miguel, like, no, I'm rejecting your your um, perspective that you we have to have these like uh whatever they call them like the moments where like a loved one dies a seismic moment yeah. or whatever i can't remember canon events canon events thank you uh and him rejecting that like it all just clicked in for me that i do i agree with you that just the opening arc of the vulture stuff was just so incredibly well done the sense of action like I wouldn't see it in 4DX because you'd probably break your neck, but just like the concept. <laughs> that, like, I saw the first one 4DX. Not sure. I want to know about the Instead second of water, one. Oh my God, just that's... spraying your blood everywhere. Like when they're in the Spider-Verse, <laughs> could you imagine trying to watch that in 4DX? But just the sense of like, you could feel the wind even though there was nothing in the theater. Like it's just such an incredible sense of uh, air and direction. Maybe that was you farting. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did I say about making jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that no. wasn't a joke. I, that happened. I'm, I'm thumbsing up on this embargo as well. Uh, but I do agree with you that I think uh, – so the other part that I think really hooked me was just hearing and seeing Gwen's storyline. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so expertly well Beautiful. done. Building her out as a full character and like giving an – it's, it's an ensemble cast film, which is why I enjoyed it so much more uh, than the first one being very much Miles' story, which is excellent, but – it was just like, oh, wow, we knew all these characters, we grew with these characters, and now I'm so excited to see them back in play because they can just exist instead of moving the story along. I was just captivated when it was uh, – the music is so connected to the the art itself, and it's so well done. Sure, I love the scene where there's 35 million different Spider-Men. <laughs> it's funny. It was be- We saw it in the preview. It was better in, in the actual movie. But connecting music to the actual art form through like nerd culture, I feel this way about Star Wars too. 
the music is so ingrained in it that it makes you feel something. You know, and you're just there. The the last song in episode one of them celebrating. Your favorite song. But no, but the music connecting to it is so good, and it makes you feel so much. It's just so good. That or the Barbie movie. Who knows? I Barbie movie was up there for me as well from a social impact perspective. And it's a great movie. I just was like, wow, what an accomplishment. Do you know what my favorite movie was? I'm sure it's not. It was not that one. That one hits my top 20, but does not get to top 10. Okay, what's in here, baby? My favorite is A24's first musical, Dicks the Musical, directed by Larry Charles and based on Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson off-Broadway play about a pair of long-lost identical twins who are separated at birth by Megan Mullally and Nathan Lane as the most fucking weird parents of all time and Megan the Stallion's in it as their boss who is just like crazy herself and then Bowen Yang plays God it is fucking nuts. That sounds great. And I loved it. Like I, I heard very good things. I, I, every single second I was laughing. I and had to watch it. Most of it's inappropriate and people in the audience were laughing but not as much as me. Just like <laughs> it, it's crude as fuck. It's good. It's so good. Uh, any other movies, though? I don't think so. Great. Um, let's move on to something I think we hold near and dear to our heart. What is your favorite comic book or graphic novel of the year? Well, last year, I should say. Anything that sticks out to you? <coughs> um, I can get my other way. I Besides reading a lot of our X books, I don't dabble in the comic graphic novel world yeah, as much as I would like for the year. So, like... The one thing I did select, um, it's a shout out to Steve Fox because we did read it for our creator crush, was All Eight Eyes. So he wrote a really great, um, interesting kind of like Jaws slash creature feature setup of a young kid who's like down on his luck and ends up figuring out there's like massive spiders living in uh, under the subway. It's in New York, right? Yeah, it's New York. Yeah, yeah, and just absolutely incredible. Like it's creepy, it's crawly. We, you know, it's just a really great Halloween feature. It is. I mean, that's fine. I love we did. You can like Spider Verse. You can like dip it in sugar and then eat it when it comes out of the little oven that you got for Christmas. Um, No, I, I just thought it was good, and so I just wanted to to boost it. The main character is queer as well, so that's very fits. I'll piggyback yours. What? With our creator crush, uh, Brent and I talked to Livio uh, Ramondelli, and uh, we read The Kill Lock. It was such mm. great world building that I, I was so captivated, and it I, I guess it hit me at the right moment where I was, was just— That, that last was 2022. Year? No, that was 23, wasn't it? No. No. You oh, time is a contract. Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Wait, although you were right, talk about it, because we talked about that, it last I wanna year. I want to live in that world. <laughs> <laughs> I like 2022. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys Christ remember how good 2022 was? <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> then I would like to go Not to plug our other creator crush no, that we did this year. No. Yeah. You don't get to. Okay, great. <laughs> what do you got, Brent? Wait, what about the Kill Lock did you like? Nothing. Well, and this Nothing was the second. It was at that's least old news. Baby. It was the and second I'm living one, right? in the future. But that also yeah. came out in 2022. It was that, Brent, that was two years Artisan ago. Move on. I can't. What do you got? I got uh, an actual creator crush that happened last <laughs> year. It's um, Ben Kahn's uh, Griffin you Galaxy. Didn't say it right. <laughs> Griffin Galaxy's Most Wanted. Uh, it's the story of Griffin, who is this uh, captain. Uh, for a uh, huge empire-like uh, empire <laughs> in space that goes rogue and they, like, fuck shit up. It's super fun. It's a very interesting take, uh, especially when you compare it to something like Rebel Moon. <laughs> I was oh literally thinking that. For like, that's your favorite that's movie everyone's this unplugged, year. so we can't say <laughs> for, Yeah, for how that's the entire universe is unplugged. It's, it's a really... Fun comparison for how you can do fun, 
playful, interesting, and uh, morally complicated space opera stories. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I want it's it to be excellent. I want it to be adapted to something because I think it'd make a great TV show. Mm. Kaylin, is yours based on a creator crush? No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, Kaylin actually reads comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mine is um, it's by Dennis Camp, who wrote Children of the Vault, which we have oh, reviewed yeah. on on podcast. Um, it's his 20th century men that mm. he wrote and was uh, illustrated by Stephen Morian. Um, it is fantastic. And I'm cheating a little bit because part of it came out in 2022, but it finished in 2023. It's two of you. It's tough to get an open to close yeah. January to <laughs> yeah. December, well, you know? To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Kill Lock ended in 2022, <laughs> but Ryan, for Ryan, it ended in 2023. It's still yeah. going on for me. Yeah. For me, personally. So, 20th Century Men is so good. It is the heir apparent to comics like Watchmen and The Authority Ooh. and the original Ultimates. Uh, where it's very much like like super beings in the real world and how it like what it means when they like get involved in like kind of real politic, um, but it's it's done in a very like sort of progressive fashion. I, I the art is fucking gorgeous. It is like it blew me away and it gave me really high hopes for Children of the Vault, which which I really really liked. It was good. So yeah. you're just naming future creator crushes. I <laughs> we tried, Dennis. If you're listening, come on come on board. He is oh actually so <laughs> so he's he's going to be writing uh, Ultimates yeah. for the Ultimate uh, like the new Ultimate imprint, and I'm very very excited about that. Yeah, so great great graphic novel. So I'm realizing basically everything I'm going to say this year is either magic based or just like completely bonkers fucked up fantasy based. Baby, what this is this uh, one why is this different. This is yeah, different. exactly. <laughs> Anyways, this S- one it's Silver Spoons episode <laughs> three. <laughs> it was episode the monkey. I think it's episode six. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, mine is By the Horns, Dark Earth. This is a uh, volume two of a series. By the Horns was from um, two thousand and one, I think. Anyways, writer that Mar- also counts if you're <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. Uh, writer Marcus Anasso and artist uh, Jason Muir's it's a scout co- uh, comic monthly fantasy. As I said, with features this woman named Elodie, who's an adventurer and unicorn hunter, whose boyfriend was placed in a coma because unicorns crushed him. Mm, um, of course. So in this wa- in this volume, she's going with her friends, who is Evelyn, who's a sentient eyeball ripped out of a dead giant, uh, Sajin, who is a te- telekinetic wolf deer hybrid and this Zazu so who's a blue yeah. unicorn whose horn can turn into a variety of magical weapons and they're trying to stop magic from disappearing from the continent Solithus and it's just fucking wacky as shit and the art, the, art, the, the, the art is, uh, is fucking gorgeous dude nice. Which, wh- who's the publisher? Scout Comics I don't think I've read any Scout it's hmm. a good company Cool. You're missing out if you're not reading Scout. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we agree that uh, the X-Men comics this year were phenomenal. The last couple of years were phenomenal. It started with Hawks and Pox and it led into this year. What is y'all's favorite X-Men comic this year? It could be a comic book. It could be a single issue. What is your favorite? Uh, in the bunch. X-Men Red gave me X-Men Head every time oh I read God. it. Oh, my God. Slopping on. <laughs> and now you're X-Men Bread. Creative <laughs> knob. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, I mean, obviously, it's it's been a longer running series, but the Genesis War, like, everything that Red has done, has it has accomplished tenfold. The biggest, like, holdup was just simply it needed more. Like, you know, you wanted more time. You wanted more issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Feature Storm. Unsurprising who my favorite X-Person will be when we get to that. But just the most thought Ewing has such an amazing way of telling grandiose stories in a very focused fashion. 
Um, you connect with the characters. The conversations are far more interesting than the narrative drama, but the narrative drama itself is still really well, really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm really interested to know that I, I had assu- assumed it was everybody's, but I'm really fascinated to know what people like. I mean, it, for it I think there for me, it was yeah. up there for me too for an ongoing series. Uh, everything this is you great. said, I'm I, glad it's not all of Imagine. Uh, it's it's I I think Al Ewing is probably one of the best writers working in the big two today. And not only like is the dialogue and the narrative interesting, his world building is fantastic, and like you know being able to you know, take an anti-colonialist sort of stance in, like, a, you know, a big two superhero book, essentially. Fantastic. To introduce new characters so differently than they do, because X-Men struggled with introducing new characters, integrating them into the greater, like, X-Men lineup. This was done so well, and to create a whole world that is, like, truly the biggest weirdos ever— uh, was and so well done, yeah. Well, so all of, and that's like, I think it's such a great point with the Iraqis. Like, they matter to me. Like, it's one of those things where I'll be devastated to know when we change out of Krakoa, like, they'll be washed fucked. away or, like, kept around to, like, bring out of the toy chest, like, once a year, if that. Yeah. And it's disappointing because the amount of world building they did with Araco, uh, it's just, I, I'm, I just really would love to mainly Kobach. I just want him to constantly come. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> on your face, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to plug the social event of the year, the X Men <laughs> Hellfire Gala 2023. Mama. Baby, <laughs> this Mama. is the event that you will remember from last year. Tickets are half off. Tickets are <laughs> half off, just like Dazzler, half off. <laughs> wow, it's it was so good. I was so not expect. I knew something big was going to happen. I knew some explosion of some sort was going to happen. Um, it would keep people talking. I didn't think it was going to have this much of an impact. That Dazzler was going to be the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so well done. The art is phenomenal. It's gorgeous. Our da- daughterman, thank you for your gorgeous work. We Another love one of our plugs. Love yeah. that <laughs> uh, uh, Creator crushes, so excuse much. me. Yeah. Uh, this was also my number one. It, it, did, it It's probably not the best comic of last year, but it's the one that shocked me the most. Yeah. And it's almost kind of a disappointment in retrospect, not the comic itself. <laughs> Weird plug, then. Yeah. It is only because, like, it promised so much more for Fall of X, and I think Fall of X was a mixed bag, yeah. as right. we've, we we so talked about. But like, yeah. but, like, setting it up and then, uh, which, you know, we'll get into, like, the character with the best X, or best X character moment, uh, which I'll get into in a few minutes, um, is, uh, I don't know, I... I, I it shocked me in the same way you did. I just wish like we had that kind of follow through for the books subsequently. What well, one quick? I it gave me the reaction that I had reading comics back in the day. Of yeah, really like a splash page that made me go, "Oh my, oh my god!" god. Right. Yeah. When Dazzler Which got I, ripped in half. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Jubilee <laughs> exploded too, and then Nimrod she stepped got her on face her face. Crushed. Yeah. <laughs> oh Brent, my god. Brent was very happy. Look at Jumbo Carnation's outfit for Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys like? Um. Well. I don't know, Clark. What do you? What do you have? 
Um, I what was gonna got? say X Men Red, not realizing that I could do single issue things yeah. Yeah, until man. this very moment. Mine was um, X Men Before the Fall, Mutant First Strike oh, that yeah. Steve Orlando wrote and Valentina Pinti drew. That was so good. It's the one where everyone was capable. That's a and great. And like yeah. they were basically just functionally saving a town. Super good. While I saying you assholes who are trying to stop us. Like, yeah. are, are but it was too good of a comic where they're like, I guess we don't need superhero stuff because this is just what they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this <laughs> is how you do medical well care. This is how you 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 help build buildings again just by <laughs> using your immune powers. It's like, this is awesome. It Such feels very point. much uh, like Steve has co-wrote a book with Jose Andres about their work uh, that they've done, um, yeah. you know, after like various natural disasters. And it's just like, he's just like, I'm here about good work. And That's it's real just heroism. Like, it's yeah. real heroism. And like, he definitely instilled a lot of that into into the book that Clark just mentioned. Oh. So I have a few honorable mentions. I think I'm in, in the, the, s- <laughs> <laughs> the s- <laughs> They're not dead. This isn't in oh. memoriam. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, in the same vein of the, the Hellfire Gala, I thought it was great as a single issue. As far as storylines went, I think Children of the Vault had a very nice yeah. run. Yeah. I know that we all don't love it, but I did Sins of Sinister. Oh, I yeah, actually cool. really like as a storyline. I think Exterminators, honestly, was almost pretty fun characterization. I mean, look, I hate Jubilee, and that was the best characterization she, of Jubilee because it wasn't her. Yeah, and <laughs> but I, her face got smashed in. I think as a whole, I'd give it to Immortal X-Men. As far as the spine goes for all of the X stories, I think that one stands as the most rigid, most connected. And I think there's some stuff in red that's a little bit more rushed than I think got in Immortal. I was going to say the what I liked about Immortal was that the model of a single character narrator every issue fantastically done. Like you knew what you were going to get. You were excited to see what would happen next. And. It kept moving the plot along while giving you very different perspectives. But it wasn't like the whatever X Men Origins Black, X Men Origins Blue, oh whatever, yeah. where it was almost like no other characters could be in it. Correct. Yeah. They didn't choke you with just having. It was still one the person. cast. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was. They didn't def- choke you like Colossus if you were the purple girlfriend. Oh. oh. <laughs> Do you know Don't what comic to- didn't happen in 2023? Uh-uh. Uh, exterminators. It did not. No. 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 <laughs> you fucking. I love it. I ran Okay. There's only three of us left. So so what I didn't say is we're going to plug something from 2022. Wow. How does that feel? Why don't we let you live in it? I agree. Yeah. Let me. That's how I live my life. Guys. Good call. Wait, when did it come out? 2022. Yeah. When in 2022? Like late. Yeah. Like December 31st. Yeah. Like February. Yeah. Listen. Because when you're a comic book and you come. Oh, then the your release date is always January first. They're the still with us, but to be clear, uh, I will say I'm sorry that I Ryan crawled. <laughs> that was on me. Yeah, I Ryan crawled it real bad. The amount of people <laughs> we're turning not off using this that as a term. We're gonna say an oopsie poopsie. because yeah. <laughs> um, we're adults. <laughs> okay, guys. So we're in the X world right now. Who do you really? think? Wait a minute. It took Clark <laughs> thirty minutes. To find out that exterminators didn't happen this year, I'm calling it my that favor. That took 30 seconds because I thought you were wrong. You literally didn't describe it until 
like thirty halfway seconds. through the the, the, think, the, the, the tirade no, of the no, eight I things think, you I like. I think actually this is a mark on you, Adam, <laughs> see, and see, you, Caitlin. See, see how I my, just accepted. Like, what oh, did I do so this time? Because you didn't pick it up. Oh, it's embarrassing for yeah, you. Yeah, you oh, guys wow. didn't even read it. Baby's um, getting defensive. <laughs> okay, let's so give a pluggy. Okay, so let, <laughs> let's keep these That's plugs a coming, right? <laughs> I'm uh, gonna go first on this one. You was say what you have to say. I, I just want to say <laughs> that <laughs> thank you, thank you, Clark, so much. <laughs> Why don't we just talk about our our one X character that we think really made 2023? Moses. Ooh. So <laughs> my <laughs> reasoning here is that I know you guys this. are gonna say Storm, and it should be it would be Storm if I thought didn't think 2022 was her year. You don't. Know That's me. fair. 2022. That's a very good point. The the last five issues of. Red, we're not good enough, and they she just basically one punched everybody. I think it was too easy for her to do everything she did. Yeah, she's one punch okay. woman. That yeah. is the ex character. But she was so fantastic <laughs> in 2022. That I know. Didn't no, give it to I, that's a very, it's very the good same point. thing with Quanon uh, Quan in 2021. I thought she had the best storyline and a build up. Nailed. 2022 yeah. was uh, Storm, and I think this year was Firestar. Firestar. In terms of the fact that she has changed so much in the last year. Yes, Brent? Normally, when they are giving out Oscars, though, they often, it's like, oh, this was for, you were supposed to get it's it. The Al Pacino, yeah. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it, though. I always disapprove <laughs> of that. Denzel Washington. It's not yeah. Storm's Angela Bassett. Yeah. It's not Storm's year. I think fanta- uh, fantastic. Um, no, Firestar is fi- a good Firestar time. has gone through so much, especially since. Um, I think since she was. Caitlin, since you were so posting on our social media about how she was a cop before this all yeah, happened. How she, do you feel now? She's now an undercover cop. <laughs> she <fair>. is. <laughs> Um, so Storm was not my pick either. I'm going to leave that for others. My pick was Kate Pride. Okay. Tell Uh-oh. me more. Because what did she do this year? X-Men number 25, she put a gun in one of the Orcus <laughs> people's heads and left it there. She fucking what else her name with a K, bitch. <laughs> yeah. She, she did win best fight of 2023. Like she that, yeah. her, her sheer anger. Okay, so this is like, you know, Kitty Pride was the... POV character in the early 80s like we kind of many people grew up with her mm-hmm. you know and like you know she was a teacher at one point she was the mentor for the time displaced original five this was the first time I saw her be like completely just go ape shit yeah and she was like you could feel her anger and her absolute just like you know uh despair over what happened to the Hellfire Gala and X-Men number 25 I think is a phenomenal issue as well because she just went and fucking got revenge on Orcus. And the fact that like Jerry Duggan and uh, Stefano Casali, who drew that issue, they just showed like every panel of her just being brutal and just like you, you felt her pain and you felt her anger. So, so well done. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my pick for 2023 would have to be our newest mutant, Kamala Khan. That happened in 2022. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. She, so she literally was thrown into it, and she became the most significant young X-Men that we freaking have. Yeah. She's literally surviving now. She's like one of the few survivors that happened. I think it was such a different swerve on getting mutant abilities that they introduced in her solo series. Of being like, I know I'm a mutant, but I haven't manifested any sort of things with it. It's so well done. It's so different. She was already a star. She's even a bigger (laughs) star now. She became became what the X-Men are. 
in a moment of just saying, like, I'm a mutant. And it was so well done. She's what? the new POV character. And yes. Also, she completely is. And she was at the Hellfire Gala, the event of the season. I you do know what I mean? Like, she really did it. I do. Uh, that's a really good pick because I do think she will also, as a result of her popularity and her being an individual character, will usher in, hopefully, a new age of actual young X characters that truly stick around as opposed to be sort of like tossed around used whenever they want i know you love the new x-men ryan and it's just like they'll probably still find a way to make them all the same age It'll as be her Ms. marvel and then but new X-Men, right yeah. but it's yeah. like <laughs> at the very least she it opens up the opportunity to bring those characters like rock slide coming back in some capacity she could single-handedly save the mcu too i'm just saying i'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. wow triple threat well Brent, who do you got i have some honorable mentions On the arms. <laughs> so actually uh <laughs> One of them I wanted to do as, like, the terrible op-ed, like, oh, Trump sitting out of the debate. Who was the winner of the debate? It was Donald Trump. You know, like, yeah, that yeah, person yeah. was there. I kind of think Magneto. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, yeah. oh he's, because he's off the he chessboard? He dead yeah. since Queen died in 2022. <laughs> but I, I wanted to say, yeah, like, him not being there was a noted. Palpable. Lack, yeah, it was lack of his presence. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. But, though. like, Nightcrawler had a pretty big year. Yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, he got a good solo. Legion had a little bit of a dip out, and I thought he ended up appearing more than I expected. Yeah. Uh, the Emma Frost Iron Man duo, duo good marriage. Yeah. Iron then, Man, your favorite X Men of the year. Uh, <laughs> Scarlet Witch had a really good year. Mm-hmm. My choice though is Nathaniel Essex, the a good one. original, the, yeah. the groundbreaking pioneer. You want to talk Edward Enigma? Enigma? <laughs> he made himself. He made himself uh, an Enigma. Uh, an Enigma. <laughs> you want to talk queer culture? <laughs> <laughs> He made he made our favorite Mr. Sinister. He made the ridiculous Doctor Stasis, the somewhat campy Oi Lovey in it, Mother Righteous, <laughs> and then of course everyone's favorite. Who's that guy? It's a ball or a Stellaris. <laughs> he single-handedly made the mother movement come into effect. Like all the mother stuff that happened was. D- like from him, he made literally. himself uh, Dominion. He exist outside of space. He and took time. his shit on the Dominion toilet and didn't fly. <laughs> he I served on cut. Can't you just say he looked pretty? You <laughs> fucking <laughs> faggots. <laughs> he was the I, mother controversy. I thought he like let the other four take shits and then he took all their shit and made a bigger <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. Out like well, he this. took it out of that normal so, shit toilet yeah, yeah, and threw yeah, yeah. the Dominion toilet. Yeah. Ryan, I'm actually surprised you didn't say Rasputin the fourth because you loved her when she first appeared in Hoxpox. I, well, I, that's what, I, I don't call her that, so maybe I would have if you asked me on, off you pod. call her Rasputin the first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's number one to me, baby. Yeah. Uh, she is an amazing addition, though. I, that's, I do, I do like think she's her, an but she, it wasn't her mention. year. Maybe 2024 will be. That's, maybe. If maybe. she's good runner just to yeah, stick right. around, I hope. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Mine was Storm, obviously. But uh, <laughs> what she I, do? I think all the selections are right. I, well, because like I, I do think the. I agree with you from the creative content perspective. I wish those were stretched out. Those last five issues of X Men Red. Yeah. The Genesis War was too short. But to knowing that it is likely based on rumors that she will potentially be kind Mm -hmm. of washed away or held back in the next sequence of X content, uh, I had to give it to her. But I also do think if you look at the actual things she's done for this year, even though she had a better content wise, like as readers, 2022, Mm -hmm. I think she just absolutely incredible. She she really is mother like she She has taken uh Araco and has been like let's do this shit she's 
created all these interesting fun characters because uh, like they wouldn't if she didn't have the series these characters wouldn't exist either she literally took on like four omegas by yeah. herself constantly like she rejected using fucking uranos yeah so yeah i mean and she saved everybody mask whatever the fuck that mask oh that's right was. yeah the annihilation, annihilation mask, mask. Like, yeah she had some pretty incredible single panels as far as like artwork goes as well just very memorable the uh, amount of crack of thumbs that came up on <laughs> on page because of her lightning strike yeah. she had the best costume Best cast. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, d- I mean, again, she obviously. She did win her uh, Mutant Madness. Yeah, I'm exactly. A, I'm a Storm stand, but like. In X-Men Red, it was her book at the end of yeah. the day. It was, could have oh, been. thousand percent. Yeah. Storm and the X-Men Storm Red. Storm and the, the, <laughs> the, the Red Men. Yeah. <laughs> Storm and the Brotherhood was yeah, the Sins of Sinister right. comic, yeah. Oh, yeah, and even in fucking Sins of Sinister universe, she had a great plot yeah. line of being like the floating woman that was like, let's do this shit. Sins of Sinister is a lot better in retrospect than when we were reading it. I is that because Fall of X is finished? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, guys. we're at, Brent, actually, can you give me a pop sound real quick? Ooh, that, that was, good. was a good one. That's and a tight you, one. When Brent does it, you know what that means. It's wild card round. Guys, this can be any fun thing that you want to share with the listeners or little homos on what was the best of 2023. It could be anything. It could be a feeling. It could be a thing. It could be, a, <laughs> be an emotion. It could be an emotion. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I do my normal plugs, I'm the one who typically does music. Yeah. Uh, so it was a very good year for music. For me, with albums and concerts, I went to a million concerts and some folks who I had never seen before and never thought I would ever see. But I'm going to give it to an album, and it was Jesse Wears That Feels Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is my... That does feel good. <laughs> feel good album of the year. That feel feels good. good. <laughs> that feels good. That. It, is, it is such a fun, sassy, disco-y, like, feel-good album. And I, I went to her live show in October... And just the energy and, like, the warmth and, like, just the, I don't know, wonder she brings. Uh, it's just an album that's going to stick with me for a long time. Anyone whom I've played that for that has not heard it previously is always like, wait, who is this? It's, it's such good vibe. Yeah. It's, like, fantastic vibe music. Like, you really get it into is, it. It is, yeah. It, the entire, like, album went to my, like, regular playlist. So good. Like, and I'm always like, oh, that's Jessie Ware. I discovered her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so you're so the, you're the music queen as the podcast queen on <laughs> on this podcast. Um, it's called Trunked. <laughs> <laughs> it's about two girls eating from trunks in the back of a train. Oh my god! I would probably listen to that. I listen to a lot. It's on the Slurp Network. Uh, <laughs> Slurp Network. Slurp. Coming to Slurp. <laughs> coming to Slurp. Coming you on listen, Slurp. Hey, you listen to Drunk. Come TV br- presents Slurp. Um, the one podcast that constantly gave me joy throughout 2023 was bridger winnegar's i said no gifts mm. he brings on uh comedians they don't talk about the biz they don't talk about anything they literally bring a gift and then they just ha- shoot the shit it's a phenomenal podcast it's available wherever you get podcasts and it just <laughs> well, it was so fun it, it's a lot of comedians that you know but it's also just actors and it's just random people <laughs> that live in the uh, greater west hollywood area <laughs> who's your which one is your favorite episode um there's a nicole Byer one that i obviously love um but it it introduces you to a lot of writers and comedians mm. that you don't know yeah and so doing the fun research on them afterwards because you just sort of get to fall in love with their personality i think a lot of podcasts just assume who you know they they, mm. they are before yeah. so it's just been a great one it's a, it's a nice little listen while you're doing your shit 
Okay, as the I guess gaming faggot, I am you, gamer. I did have two honorable mentions of because uh, ex- I'm also the experienced person on this podcast. What does that so mean? He's go on to tr- Fire Island. Go to Fire Island. I just went to Fire Island for the first try, time this year. Try mushrooms <laughs> on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I just I went to Fire Island for the first time this year and it was absolutely a blast. But I really so did want to give. But I did want to give a shout out to the un- yeah watch that burn that movie and then go to Fire Island and experience it yourself. But I did want to give a shout out to Uncanny Experience because I know a bunch of us went there oh, yeah. and it was an Great. absolutely Great. fantastic yes. experience. Um, but my real wild card is video games, and it's The Legend of Heroes, Trails to Azure. I'm sure you're all on bated breath listening to what this is about, but it's the fifth game in a very long <laughs> series of ten Japanese RPGs. <sighs> Try uh, to explain each, it. Each, <laughs> each word is getting worse I to me. Know. <laughs> but, uh, so this is just, it's really the sequel to the second arc of the, the series. Um, it's so fucking good. You guys read <laughs> no, fucking guys, comics. Stop guys, acting like this is so hard to no, keep guys, track of. You just have to learn Latin to play. Oh, I know. No, no it Aramaic. It's a dead language. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised, but as like a Japanese RPG super fan, like finding another series that's actually good and has direct continuity between all of them and is like building towards much larger wars and much larger interesting storylines. It is like a chef's kiss of like if you like traditional Japanese RPGs, it's from Falcom. It's on like pretty much every system uh, available, and I am looking forward to doing the rest of the five. But I gotta finish. Is it? Finish it's continuity it. where you're like, oh, there's Shasta, and you're like, mm. no. So actually, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you're 100 percent right. It's it's actually right. why this is so good is because what they've done is have a lot of cameos from the the first three games was like its own little arc, and then a lot of those characters show up in the second two, the third, the fourth, and the fifth. And it really is like watching a fantastic TV show or like when Better Call Saul had like Breaking Bad or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like when you see the cameo stuff, you really do lose your shit. It's very MCU oriented. That's cool. And that's why I'm just like, oh, my God, when I get to the next series, there's like four of them. And then there's like a big rapper like game, a, I yeah, think. That makes sense. It's yeah. just like, ah, oh, this is going to be so fucking fantastic. Is Shasta a character's name? <laughs> no. I just make that up. That's <laughs> Diet Shasta. Diet Shasta to you, baby. Okay. Uh, Let's hear it, Clark. I guess what is you, what uh, is since it? I'm, any... I'm going back w- backwards since I'm like the TV gay of this group of five. Since I watched I'm the TV gay. 280 different shows last year because I had nothing to do. You're the reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the housewives true. gay. So I am going for a, not another TV show, but a character on the TV show. And by Ooh. that I mean it's a reality show, so it's not a character, it's oh, a real amazing. person. So mine is for Big Brother UK's Jordan Sanger, who is a queer, like dry as a bone British, uh, just nut. And he's so good <laughs> and so strange. I love dry nuts. Inadvert- he inadvertently <laughs> brought us like the first like queer love triangle in like a mainstream uh, reality uh, show. Oh, that's just a threesome. With, without him that's really putting much effort into yeah. it, just inadvertently happened. It is fantastic. He is, it is but he, the show is fine. And he is so weird and wonderful. And he, he, he has written. He's so dry. He's also a lawyer, but he's he's also like a gay romance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> book like writer. writer. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> uh, Online writer. He's the weirdest guy, and I, I love, love it. it. Mm. All right. Brent, what do you got? What's your wild card, guys. baby? Mine is that Henry Kissinger is dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that is a wild card. Snaps for that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Brent, <laughs> What was that? that popping one? out of him, popping out of existence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, okay. You know, we're we're a podcast about celebration of things, but sometimes something really grinds our gears. <laughs> so why don't we end with an unplug of 
One of the wackiest, one of the unwatch, most unwatchable things, one of the most unfun things that we felt, or just something we really want to unplug. So I'm going to do TV oh. again. Since <laughs> he I is the TV. Said, yeah. You're, you're so right. You are TV. Is, <laughs> and I'm also um, going to fail like you guys did um, halfway. Right. So anything, I said anything Harlan Coben. Do you know the writer Those who's are just like awful. a fail? It's that. a terrible writer, yeah. and he does millions of Netflix and stuff. Anyway, he so he so had much two money. shows that quasi came out this year. One is from 2023 called Shelter on Amazon Prime. Awful. The other one actually came out January 1st, 2024, <laughs> but it's so close. I don't give a shit. I'm counting it. Hmm. Called Fool Me Once, and it is a piece of garbage. Anyways, don't watch his stuff. There are he has seven other shows on Netflix, also terrible. I've, I watched them safe, I think, with Michael C. Hall. Yeah, oh, it was it's so bad. Horrible. They're not well written. They're boring as fuck. They're convoluted to the point where you don't care Is anymore. Is he like a Dean Koontz type? Yeah, because he these he are has, all his books. He has thirty-one books. Ugh. So we we only um, two of which he's planning on writing in the next year. He wants each one to come out around New Year's every single I year. I mean, I could get down with a Corbin verse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he yes, and he so he only has twenty four books to go. Oh my god, out of thirty one. Well, yeah. he's been officially unplugged. I hate him. <coughs> um, I was gonna go with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania mm -hmm. because it was awful, Good <laughs> and uh, it but it did lead me to realize like who is still profiting off of this and who ruined it. And it's at the end of the day, it's, billion, it's billionaires. <laughs> <and> I <laughs> Gendora. Uh, I just fucking hate billionaires. I don't. They shouldn't exist. I know it's like obviously too real of a real issue, but wow, I'm just like Bruce Wayne is crying. I now. gotta tell someone. I was gonna see uh, Elon Musk when I got on my head, and he's like, Elon Musk doesn't even know the fuck no, you it's are. Elon Flux. <laughs> Elon Flux. <laughs> yeah. Elon Flux, that billionaire. But no, it's just I don't know if we we have to just keep calling attention to how shitty it is. Well, so. Quantumania is bad, and it's like enough bad that you're like, this is kind of fun. The one movie that I came across that I couldn't even find a nugget of some bad to get a good chuckle at is Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, no, that was hilarious. It was what are so you talking funny, about? especially when the bomb uh, went off. No, it was a little movie called Magic Mike's Last Dance. You I watched did hear it. This was awful. It yeah. <laughs> didn't involve him stripping at all. Oh, no. It was like, it a, was like a love story. He at was the like, retirement home? <laughs> yeah. It was It was so bad. There was like three good dance like scenes. It made no motherfucking <laughs> sense. None of the cast came back. It made no sense. No one was fucking naked. I didn't see a shadow of a dick anywhere. You had to turn it off and jerk off to porn. This is fucking <laughs> like, my I have that on my phone already. <laughs> And I and I was at the theater, so it was very. You confusing. also saw 40x too, right? You were ready for the ride. Dance, yeah, yeah. I'm like shaking was like, and I'm wet everywhere. Instead, yeah. like the arms just moving, writing a letter. It did hurt my lower. <laughs> it did hurt like my lower back, just like 40x and sex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, mine was also MCU-related and a TV show because right. uh, it was the biggest disappointment of uh, the year, Secret Invasion. I mind-wiped myself. Literally. I wish I could. Nick Fury's not a scroll. <laughs> Br Brent did the only thing that was good about that. <laughs> Made it. He thought Nick, Nick Fury, Fury was, was a, a scroll. I mean, that Olivia, only good thing Olivia Coleman that. is one of my favorite actors currently working, and she couldn't save this. No. Yeah. That's how bad this was. It just I remember watching the first episode, I was like, that wasn't good. Maybe it'll get better. And it kept getting worse. I know. Like, how is that possible? Like Quantumania was garbage. But at least it was kind of it was fun. Bad. It was, good. It was yeah. camp. I mean, like, just I had such a good time watching it with y'all. Yeah. But I, I didn't fun have review. fun <laughs> talking about Secret Invasion every week. I was like I was dreading 
just finding different ways to like shit on it, and I don't enjoy doing that. I know, yeah. And you like doing that in the bedroom, not uh, on the podcast. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You have a kibosh on your jokes too. Okay, next. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I give one um, honorable mention, or sure, just honorable mention? Of um, mostly plugs, because baby. it is. Um, I just think the comic industry is in a very like precarious situation right now, and uh, creators like Mark Miller, Rob Layfield, and those go fuck yourselves. Mm. You nostalgia-bound pieces of shit. Um, the fact, like, the stuff that they are doing on Twitter specifically, because I'm on Comics Twitter, and it, it's just, it's like the week, the the Wednesday Warrior, like, local comic store. There are great local comic stores, don't get me wrong, but the ones that are just focused on the big two and saying that diversity yeah. is killing comics, go fuck yourself. I've been reading comics for majority of my life. And I need to see them continue to advance, evolve, and see more diverse voices out there yeah. so we have diversification yeah. of actual fiction. My choice was going to be Cunt Man and the Wasp Quantum <laughs> Mother Up. <laughs> Just say he looks but pretty. I, I actually... Yes, you're giving mother, Because I, I knew Adam was going to pick the same thing. I did have a little mini game. When I was trying to f- go back and look through the movies and see which was the best, I kept noticing something that was just kind of weird, what? which was how many movies have Nick Cage in them. Oh. Before you guys say anything, we're going to play a little mini game. Okay. Closest without going over, how many movies was Nick Cage in in 2023? Uh, seven. Uh, thir- uh, Eleven. Nine. We'll say six. Forty-one. So... Kalen was correct. Oh. Kalen, can you name them? Uh, and if anyone can name more than him. Uh, I can't okay. Oh, fuck. Uh, Renfield? Is it Family Feud rules? He wasn't Renfield? Oh. Um, I don't remember the other six. I know one. It's Wait, wait. So okay. you can't name more than Renfield? Yeah, I just am drawing a blank. Kalen, get out of the house. <laughs> get out of here. I'm not, I'm not wait, even in the I house. Yeah. I want to team up. Right, st- try and steal. I want, oh, my God. You just name one more than him. It's wait, the, okay, let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. Let's yeah. talk it out. Let's yeah. talk it out. Let's talk it out. Naked grandma. Good answer. Survey says. Quicker man, too. No, there is the one. I'm surprised Clark hasn't taken it. It's the one with Pedro Pascal, the joy of being driving a car. Oh. Um, I don't 2022 plug. We well, gotta have it in I every segment. I forgot what it's called. I watched it literally a week ago. Dream something where like everyone oh, yes. had to dream of him. Uh, dreams yeah. of him. Yes. Garbage. Dream Absolute scenario. Garbage scenario. movie that I despised. So here are the movies: The Old Way, which is a western about a guy one. who's like, he's turned in his hat, but he's gotta come out of retirement to save a town. You like that one, right? No, no one liked it. <laughs> uh, then there was Renfield. Okay. He was, that was done well. I'm counting no, this. I watched half of you it. Like I it? couldn't uh, even turn. I got he, bored. Even yeah. though he's fully CGI, he was in The Flash as, oh. as Superman from... Oh, you're right. right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot. That should have been my own plug. He was in a movie called Sympathy for the Devil, where he was yeah, a passenger in a car I saw that recently. Uh, with we Joel that. Mc- McKinnon. And then uh, Retirement Plan. No information is available about <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Can't find it anywhere. <laughs> Much Dr- like a lot of retirement It was a tax write up yeah. for him. Wow. He definitely funded it. Dream Scenario and Butcher's Crossing. Wow. What the fuck is Butcher's Crossing? These There's sound like fake movies that you would see well, like, so in the back was, of a... These are movies that are like in a TV show. Yeah, about movies. But yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the whole thing is like Nick, like he must still have like a spending problem because that was the whole reason he got into so much shit because yeah. he was going bankrupt and then just started doing nothing but garbage. I saw a Venn, di- a Venn diagram of like, you know, uh, of it was like good movies, bad movies, 
bad actors, good. And so it was yeah. like those four categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the middle was just him. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he was the one common denominator from all of those. Yeah. Is he good? It will be an age-old question. He's good we'll in like never. two movies, I think. Yeah. Or 200. Who knows? I, yeah. I do have a relative unplug in the sense that like I just don't want this to become that popular because it's not that good, even though it was generally okay. So don't, don't speak. Saltburn. <gasps> Take that. I don't want I was it wondering if somebody was going to mention Saltburn. I salt don't burn. want it to be. That's, so I think it was like generally okay. I don't want it to it's become memeable. this why, like thing why that did people you like, dislike forever. it so much. Because it's just the talented Mr. Ripley. It's the like, talentless Mr. Ripley. Yeah, like the movie. I, the cinematography is gorgeous, whatever. Great the movie's boring. I consider it different. reverse Get Out. He's a white guy who's going into <laughs> come, home. come in. Yeah. So come in. The soundtrack is very good, and yes. I'm glad it brought Murder on the Dance Floor yeah, back. Yeah, Sophie. I just know how much gay yeah. people are over pumping it and uh, like gassing it up, I, and that's what I hate. I have I'm to like, disagree. The the him licking the cum bathwater out, I think really. Honey, changed. I do that every Saturday. I know. You don't see me getting money, and, and I think that's representation. But you come over you to my want. house and do it. Why <laughs> did you do it at your house? I come to all you. That your Saturdays, your Sundays. Come I don't have a bathtub. If it's a claw tub, I'm sucking anything out. Got <laughs> a girl, guys. With that, wait, no, no. It, oh, does it Clark get one? I already said Carlin Hoban's garbage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, do you want to do anything else, Brian? No, stop, I, stop I allowing Carlin Hoban's <laughs> name yeah. to get noticed, uh, guys. <laughs> that that was Colbin. I don't remember his name anymore. <laughs> that was the best of 2022, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm glad we covered it. It was really great. I think a lot of fun stuff happened. And with that, I think we can move into the new year. Extra, extra, yeah, into the new news. <laughs> it's 2024. So one thing, um, first off, Netflix's Marvel series, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Punisher, Iron Fist, and Defenders have seemingly been canonized in MCU uh, because they appeared on Disney Plus's screen as being in the timeline order. This don't make no Just goddamn sense to me. Can we stop before we go crazy? Unplug. Just fight with this position. They have the rights to it. They need to put it somewhere. They might as well just throw it yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything beyond that that we should really care about? No, they haven't no. even said anything about it. This well, was like for someone who does not consume Marvel content, they're not going back to watch those. No. <laughs> and for someone who is consuming market Marvel content, they know it's not. I don't think there's anything contradictory about it either. They're, they're, I do. They're gonna fuck their position over on having watched most of Echo. I feel like they're building up a complete fuckery of the plot for Daredevil, for Echo, and for the previous Daredevil shows as well. I mean, it's, it's just so stupid. They're like, we're going to look back in the history books and be like, that was the day that they put Jessica <laughs> Jones in a different section on Disney+. Plus." You're like, fuck off. You know, that, that, that's cray-cray. And I want now? your cray-cray. Fuck off. It's so stupid. And this happens two months after Feige said all this shit was non-canon. And remember, because there was that Marvel official timeline. That's book? why I just feel so messy. <laughs> like yeah. that's what, what I don't love. Like, timeline was this not just so some mess? guy on Disney Plus's website just messing up? I like, hope there, so. No one has explained it after the fact. I'm right. excited. I mean, I thought it meant maybe that it would bring if it brings back those characters or like connects of because I know there's a lot of talk for Spider-Man's new movie potentially going to be like a street mm -hmm. level civil war, which would be yeah. great if people could go and watch those characters before they show up as slightly different iterations in this. Everyone else's plot line does it like I don't you don't need in that content. They can just do whatever they want. Daredevils makes no fucking sense. It's just so funny. If Daredevil shows up, they'll be like, well, did you date a redhead? Like, why? Why are people worried about that? If he's just in a TV show? 
He just showed he showed up and fought. I one just person. think you're you're angry about Iron Fist. If you if you got rid of Iron Fist, <laughs> well, the it'd fact all that hasn't even canonized in anything is what I'm angry about. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Wait, do you mean Danny Rand, aka the Immortal Danny Rand? Thank because you for it, saying it correctly. Because it means someone's running around with iron guns, like at the end of that show. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go backwards then and talk about what you just talked about. So as I quest uh, questioned last week, the animated Disney Plus series Eyes of Wakanda. I was wondering if it was the Ryan Coogler one they mentioned a year ago. Mm-hmm. It is, in fact, a Ryan Coogler yeah. one. That's pr- he's producing cool. it, but not writing it. Well, we, b- we don't know. He might be writing two episodes. Anyways, it's only going to be four episodes. It's going to be an anthology series about different characters like back through history. It, oh. As it says, the logline is throughout Wakandan history. Brave warriors have been tasked to travel the world, retrieving dangerous vibranium artifacts. This is their story. So each one's going to be a different story throughout the time. Um, one, and the reason I brought this up first, is that one brave warrior is going to run fa- afoul of a female Iron Fist predecessor of Danny Rand in an episode. So it's going to take place mm. back in time. Fun. Um, one episode is also going to take place seemingly during the Trojan War. Weird. <laughs> and I was wondering, what, is, are we yeah. going to get a Greek Great god? Are we going to get Hercules in there? Oh, what are we going to do with that? Since we already have here That'd Hercules be fun, existing. actually, with Hercules. Yeah. All right. So going back to what I was originally going to say first, second. Meanwhile, the um, you remember last week, once again, we talked about Stephen Yoon having to drop out of Thunderbolts yes. because of scheduling issues. So this time, this week, another Golden Globe winner of 2023, um, as we already talked about her, Io Idebari. Yes. She's also most likely going to drop out. And she was the one who was supposed <gasps> to play Songbird. So they're basically oh. like dropping because she has scheduling issues because of the bear and, and other movies. So who it sounds worse than Scream oh. Seven? Yeah. Who knows what the fuck's gonna <laughs> happen with it? Oh, that sucks. Which is sad because Sangbear was gonna be one of the actual Thunderbolts. Yeah, that was like be yeah. the yeah. one that actually is a regular Thunderbolt oh, in the Thunderbolts. She's such a good actress. Also, the rest of the cast, that, like the two people of color, dropped out. The rest of the cast is very white. Yeah. 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 Good. T- well, Ghost is in it. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, don't <laughs> is she? They keep going back and forth if she's well, actually in the cast. Well, there she is. There she is. All right. So the final (laughs) thing and the thing that we're making fun of is Sony's Madam Web costumes have been revealed. And they're they're garbage. So Sony was forced to reveal them because there was an image of a Korean ocean spray juice bottle (laughs) featuring (laughs) Dakota Johnson in her costume. Um, looks gr- looks. Yeah, who's dull. who's Dakota Johnson for people uh, who don't know? Oh yeah, she's the woman who um hates Ellen because she was on the episode of Ellen and basically I said Ellen was a liar. I um, actually, Ellen. Clark, that's not right. <laughs> it is. That's not true. It is. It I, is. I, I, I never said I hated Ellen. No, no, no. no she I, hates Ellen. I I invited you to a party. <laughs> Doesn't you matter. The invite. She, she hated her. <laughs> the way she said it was awful. Also, Good she's job, she's allergic to limes, but that's she, right. But she likes to lie about I liking limes. So can we talk a little bit about the bottle? itself i love that like oftentimes for superhero movies science fiction movies legos and or other action figures it's toys it's toys in korean ocean spray (laughs) yeah the ocean spray (laughs) bottle spoiling like a like a costume is wild what's even i guess my real question is what what are the other um spider women going to be which ocean sprays (laughs) oh yeah let's take a look okay that's the powerpuff girls so there is a uh, you've got uh was it julia carpenter and like a more black you've got what's a black juice that like a blackberry white grape who's me white grape White grape would probably be the green, Arachne, right? right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Power. Oh, Aranya. Aranya is going to be white grape. There's some blue there, so we could do a Powerade endorsement. That's like a, that's blueberry. I so I know we're doing like a little joke, but yeah. the reason cereal. that she's on yeah. the Ocean Spray bottle is because of her famous 
power the ocean spray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why is this juice so webby? That sounds like a Pokemon move. Do you know how important uh, spiders are for uh, cranberry production? It's like super oh, important. Oh, don't get me now, Brent. That you was know also that's not true. What? I did invite you to my. <laughs> 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 that's how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> spiders are super important for uh, uh, cranberry bogs to act as a natural pesticide. You see, why wasn't that your plug? That's great to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news, everybody. Cran- so, we have who's pl- so she's playing cranberry spider. In this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cranberry spider. Did you think the, the elusive cranberry spider? <laughs> that that sounds like it's my favorite Thanksgiving dish. <laughs> it's like the Powerpuff Girls. Cranberry spider, no. <laughs> <laughs> or blue beetle, for that matter. There you go. This is legal now. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. It's going to be the best of 2024. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it fe- actually comes, it comes out, out in 2022, though. It comes out in February, right? <laughs> yeah. It's coming out soon. I think so. Like We're doing a secret record, y'all. I'm excited. Yeah, girl. Let's get, all dress this Get thing. drunk, take as many shrooms as you can, and see this movie. We probably only- won't do Craven, but we're going to do... <laughs> it's the only <laughs> movie that you're shit. supposed to do mushrooms <laughs> yes, for. Yeah, <laughs> required to. Uh, all right. Let's get on with some issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week, we have Rise of the Powers of Ten, number one, and Wolverine, number four. Uh, Rise of the Powers of Ten, number one, Kieran Gillen, R.B. Silva, taking place ten years in the future and telling Stasis's recently revealed attempt at ascension. Uh, we learn about the elusive Enigma Dominion as well as the larger plan in place to prevent the death of mutant and humankind. Um, this future, what do you think? It's Stasis's future. Uh, I mean, it's very evocative of Powers of Ten when it first came, even so much so that R.B. Silva drew that series as well. And a lot of references where like Moira goes, oh, the Dominion coming. That was like from my sixth life, which we saw towards the end of that series. Uh, I don't know yet how I feel about this. I think this is this issue. There's a lot to like. There's a, uh, some infuriating parts of it, uh, confusing parts of it. And I think it's going to rest on what happens in the subsequent four issues. Yeah, let's take it step by step. So we've got the, you know, world that we're stuck in. You see a shattered glass Emma. You've got Karima, the crazy bitch Omega Sentinel, Shepandar, and Nimrod. And then you've got Mystique and Gambit teaming up, Ironfire dead, and then Gambit and Mystique sacrificing themselves to get out the location of... He who shall not be named, which we find out is later sinister, uh, prime, if you will. And I uh, won't. Um, <laughs> this this is a big X Men trope. Them all sacrificing themselves to like get to one. Like we've seen this so many times. Uh, I don't know if I love them going down this path because we've seen it a lot. Uh, but I'm interested still, and I like to see this group of survivors and what sort of group they kind of put together. I don't know if it's the of Hawks and Pox, I don't know if this was the group at the end of the day that I was seeing. And to your point, Caitlin, I like seeing the sort of mirroring what the style aesthetic and all that stuff yeah. goes with from the way we started this journey down the, the Krakoa path. But what's, what's interesting is the hundred years from Powers of Ten had that like ragtag like yeah. where you were in just yeah, that's what I was that's thinking. What I evoking, yeah. Uh and then I you had Green Magneto. Well, yeah, so let's talk about these, these X-Men plus 10, even though I think they may not be coming back and most of them are dead. Uh, we've got Sink as the Professor X of the team, ravaged by his powers. You've got Iron Man, which 
all of you on the Polaris were wrong. It was actually an AI imprint of dead yeah, Tony and no Estelle Well, Kieran Gillen even said no one's gotten it right. No I don't one's know why. going to. <laughs> yeah. no, no one wants to get that right. Yeah. We've got Shadow Tiger. That bitch changed her name again because she ate a Death Seed. Death Seeds are from Apocalypse? Yeah. Okay. She grew like a foot and a half. <laughs> she was so tall. Like, damn, girl. <laughs> That's a really from Remender's Uncanny X-Force. Yeah. It was a really That actually was a really cool why reference. Why did she do that? I know they explained it. Even uh, d- it's I like, don't think it's they like Nimrod was like, so you did this for this reason? <laughs> Nimrod's like, she faces even better now. Well, Get her. <laughs> I mean, that power is fucking cool that she could open up teleportation, effectively yeah. like teleportation uh, phase portals. That's a stupid fucking stuff. name. Shadow, Shadow Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. It wasn't even capitalized. I, I was know, really well, upset by awful. that. What about Shadow Seed? You know that dumb bitch after she ate the seed Death Seed was sh- like. Shadow Cathy. What's seed worse cat. than a cat? A, a seed cat. A, a tea seed cat. <laughs> And they said, no, baby, that's wow. bad. And she's like, okay, what about uh, Lion, Shadow Lion? And they're like, okay, what about the woman version of that? <laughs> she's just like bigger, bigger cat. <laughs> um, Captain Krakoa? Yes, Kamala Khan. We all know and love her. Love that look for her. It's great. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Good headpiece. We've got, and then, of course, fucking Wolverine's alive. Unchanged. Uh, and then, yeah, that's it. What did we think of the, I mean, we kind of already started talking about the team, but. Anyone you thought you wanted to see, or did any of these pieces work for you? I think Kamala Khan really worked for me. I enjoyed it a lot. I like Kamala Khan. I liked uh, sort of Sink's evolution into becoming the Professor Love X. That. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, go ahead. There was one that I wanted to be in there, but then he shows up later in the issue. So <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. I feel like when you get issues like this where you're like, oh, we're in the future and things aren't looking good. It's really hard to fall in love with any of the characters. Yes. And but I will say that then the the joy comes in like, all right, what weird combination have you done here? And I think that each of these feels like a ragtag group that I would like to see, like, fight to the end. I would love to, like, rank all, like, the future dystopian X-Men, oh, Days of Future Past. Cool. That's a good idea. Uh, here comes tomorrow. Based on, on, on how stupid they are. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. It's Mutant madness. It, it always gets a little tricky when everyone in every line of their dialogue is like, well, this is going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> this will kill me. <laughs> I'm about to die. This is uh, my last. And you're like, all right. Wouldn't you be? I mean, it's I mean, what a downer. It's more realistic <laughs> than the people who, like, go out with, like, something they've written, you know, hours well, before. Well, Gambit's line was pretty dumb. I've been working on this thing. He was like, you're going to make me like you at the end to Mystique. And I'm like, Enjoy really? some Macrio casserole. <laughs> Put some pepper in it, Gene. <laughs> Put a pepper in it. Well, try this. It's got some I spice guarantee. to it. I guarantee. Why didn't he make that joke while he exploded? Uh, well, <laughs> now that's an explosion of flavor. Zatarail. In another His world. special God. ingredient is me. <laughs> Boom. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, in another world of uh, shitty character development, Moira has only ever wanted to be on the winning side. Did this make sense to you that she would she's just be like, Let's do she's not Iska? She's not fucking Iska. I don't understand. <laughs> maybe it. she is. Hey, wait. Maybe she is. Oh God, you make a good point. Moiriska. <laughs> Why? So reread. I've been rereading all the Krakoa stuff from the very beginning. Yeah. So if we go on. Um, and <laughs> her like we've talked about like her weird one eighty. The about face has just felt just awkward right what could have made it work is that her third life when she tried to eradicate the mutant gene that's what she always wanted and she was trying to find a solution you know in her own misguided way that would have made a lot more sense her always wanting to be on the winning side is the dumbest fucking motivation it's annoying i hate it 
Uh, it's we, terrible. We've got Dr. Stasis. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, I kind of want to defend that. I know I don't know Moira's history enough. I kind of like that as a motivation for, like, seeming human failure and that any of her attempts are, like, the only way, the way she viewed uh, mutant, um, the women, the winning side is not humans versus mutants. It's, like, sentient organic beings versus artificial intelligence, right? And I know that's much more in line with the sinister-type motivation, but I could see using the argument of... I want to make sure that I survive and I, wherever I am ends up right. I think it, it makes the the uh, her heel turn in Krakoa just do- it doesn't make sense. It I doesn't do- work there. Yeah. Critically. I, well, and I don't I don't think that's a bad idea. Like I, if if she was if if there if that series of events was different where she was made into a human against her own will, uh like and it was like not that she had turned evil, it was just well, I was just going to say, I think the biggest problem with this current setup is that after Inferno and after 10 deaths, we never actually got to see any Moira have any conversation with anyone nope. about anything Nothing. reflecting on the experience. It could have been solved with a conversation. Through. It's true. hundred percent. Like all yeah. she had to do was talk to Nimrod a little. Like there was there. They never panned away enough to Orcus that the characters didn't sometimes feel megalomaniacal as she became a to, henchman. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Dr. Stasis helping robots. We got to, you know, hear about the fact that he's teaming up with Cadena and the Children of the Vault. There's a giant battle of Phobos, uh, because that's where we all know, um... Who? Who's there? Phalong? It's Phalong. Well, well Phalong's imprint was, and now Sinister's there. Uh, I was only <laughs> trying to read this very hard. I wrote, uh, a Iron Man. Get it? Because he's a robot. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> sacrifices himself. We got a bunch of fastball specials that no stop. Bring the this is the one part I hate about Krakoa. There are too many fucking fastball the specials. It's, every, it's before Krakoa the thing too. About, every it's, other the issue thing about X Men is they gotta have a fastball special. Yeah. To me, my X Men and fastball specials. Every Adam, time. do you remember the joy we had when they're like, by the way, the fastball special is a combination of powers, and in the Krakoan era, we're all about combinations of powers. And then they forgot every single one of those. <laughs> and they're like, the only one we have is the fastball special again. Can't do any of that after Krakoa. Yeah. It's all because of the island. Oh, my Christ. Wolverine kills uh, Sinister Prime. Stasis betrays Cadena to ascend. But there's Dominions consuming Dominions. <clears throat> and what the fuck is a flux date? Wh- what is that? If I had to guess it's that uh the time because your ch- timelines are changing it's like what the date is within this timeline okay i don't know enigma's here yeah yeah block sinister's not a sinister prime's knowledge of the dominion attempts uh we then end up in no place x yeah uh, for the dominion for a second when we the uh hickman introduced them in powers of 10 the phalanx were part of it I feel like they've completely gotten rid of any I, reference yeah. to the that's phalanx. What I, that's what I was wondering because they were so so integral to like the previous version of it. I don't know how we got. They're still away using from the same phrases though, like the world mind, the all that stuff is there. But the phalanx was a part of a. Do you think it's phalanx was one level of a like? 
they were one type in the classification of I think that's sentience. right. And Dominion was the highest level of yeah, that sentience. But in yeah, power, Phalanx, World Mind, Dominion. But powers yeah. of Dimin- ten, they were attempting to commune with the Phalanx. It, it was Phalanx and then World Mind and then um, Dominion. Technarchy. Oh, Technarchy. Yeah. That's right. And I thought I thought that in uh, uh, Powers of Ten, it was like when they had reached like a thousand years in the future or something. That they were contacting that version, which of, was a fa- which what, was which was a of whatever the phalanx. Oh, became. but yeah. I see what you're saying. So they had already established that the phalanx some... itself had already moved up. Yeah, in higher, that's a good. That's a fair telephone. point. So okay. they're doing their own thing. But I can't I can't remember all the details exactly because it was I guess 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, uh, I, can I say this? This whole thing made me sad. Made me really why? sad because. When the Krakoan era started, we all saw the 10 versus 11 lives as being this like ultimate ripcord that you could pull Mm -hmm. and reset everything. Mm -hmm. And I kind of hoped, and I shouldn't have, that when Moira was made into a human, that ripcord wouldn't be pulled. Yes. And if they're going to ultimately do that and undo everything that Krakoa has been over the past few years, so it doesn't even have a legacy that's just sad 100 percent agree i was so excited when because we were worried about like oh if the 10th life ends then we're all fucked like everything is us in real life here i was scared i i'm still in 2022 i was freaking the fuck out (laughs) but yeah and then for us to end on the note of the cheapest let's go back And kill Hitler. I actually don't think thing? it's cheap. I think it's like baked into the story. I think it's, the, I think it's annoying and a bad. I think so, it's so silly to have to go back to that. So I had the same reaction as you did, Brent, uh, and you did, Ryan, when I first read it. Thinking about it more, I don't think that's where Gillian I is agree. going to take it. I think it is just it's a it's one of those like it's a red herring. It's yes. a swerve. Yeah, yes. and I, 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 hope. I uh, and I don't think I mean the Krakoa era has been too successful for marvel it's just been too like they've made too much money and the x-men have been talked about more these last four and a half almost five years than they have been since maybe the 90s or early 2000s uh and so i I don't think that's gonna happen i don't fingers crossed although it is a scenario it it is a scenario where i'm like yeah let's kill that baby hitler it's (laughs) like uh, moira she's that's like she's like 800 years old when she's that 13 year old kid get her <laughs> i was like i guess they would love that they could bring back the gun that just like makes you a human they're like we're gonna shoot her in the head well yeah. remember that is the that's the cover of number three that they've already previewed so that well that's what i'm assuming i guess i don't look at to your solicits. to your point kayla maybe that's like the in-between game of if you stop moira from even starting does what happens after that like i wonder if it's almost like a reset that isn't a complete wipe but it is something of like what they have like liberties to make changes to what occurs as a result of her not having powers to begin with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, who were the other two other no yeah. place X folks besides Doug, who was the one who I was gonna wanted to be on yes. the X team? Killed. And he's Loved there. It. Happy to yeah. see. He him. needed to be back. Rasputin's um, there as well, and, and our professor. Xavier. But he's not really on the team because that was where Professor yeah, X, Doug. 
Yeah. But that's what I yeah, so yeah. the way that I understand how this is going to work is that they're a central command and we're just going to get glimpse because we have not seen Stellis or, or, or whatever the fuck Orbis, is, Orbis is yeah. plus 15 Ascension. So I'm assuming that's another issue because it sounds like what they're trying to do. I don't know. I, I don't the way I felt so. it was that it's like, going to be this I, team that the, no, no, sorry that all those timelines are just like things that have not. happened. Okay. Yeah, just don't. Is sort of like don't worry. About oh, I presume we'd be jumping between because sinister already they, happened. They mentioned they It'd mentioned be a good way those to open uh, an issue with just a quick what glimpse, it is about. but I don't think that's fair. Like when Ghost, Sinister, and Charles were hacking into the mainframe. Oh my god, they were talking about I'm those in. fake timelines. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, in uh, in um, so uh, Immortal X Men. Yeah. So you think they're trying to stop each one? It, I presume All that four? since they were in the no place X, it's not what we saw. I thought was just Stasis failing his ascension. So that was like they are doing something by. But killing that was the some ninth time they had stopped that ascension or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is. Confusing. I mean, who can ever be sure? Um, right? I love this shit. This shit I do. Like, this I do too. Good. It's like this going is, to a video game. This is back to why we loved this whole era to begin with. Like it, it's. Okay, so who could the other two be? Though? I'm thinking. What do you think? I don't know how Dead X Men's gonna connect, but I think oh. since Rachel Gray's in it and the one Ooh. who's maybe resurrected, I don't know s- that she is the one sending them on their mission. Maybe that she's is, one of the five. That is Buck Wild. I can and see that. Or I don't know if I. What is Legion up to? Who knows? Also oh, with yeah. Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's all around. up in Nightcrawler right now. I want to know what mm-hmm. where what where Darwin has been. You know how he oh yeah he's like a mist that, now. yeah um it's Ma- I think Magneto's one of them I was gonna say Magneto's definitely yeah. one of them because that's gonna tie into his new series yeah uh, I well, hope it's a real wild card of someone that you didn't know was involved the entire no, time Wolfer Wolfer I mean Sebastian Shaw this has been the era of like oh Doug is the most important person ever you're like a couple years ago you'd be like Doug's a stupid piece Kane, of shit that Kane speaks Marco Spanish without a and suit. Russian. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kobach Big Dick never knew. <laughs> <laughs> never knew. <laughs> never knew. <laughs> uh, Why it's it's ready bareback. <laughs> it's Dazzler's top half and Dazzler's <laughs> bottom half. Uh, let's wrap up with Wolverine number 41. Victor, Victor Laval and Benjamin Percy as well as Jeff Sean are picking up and tying together threads of Wolverine, X-Force, and Sabretooth and the Exiles. The one event everyone's been waiting for during the Krakow era, the Sabretooth War kicks off. What I, The first thing that annoyed me about this was like this takes place after X-Force number 50, which hasn't come out, come yet. out yet. That's three issues away. And before... Uh, uh, Fall of the House of X and Rise of Powers of Ten, which have come out. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe this is No Place X. Yeah, but baby, it's got a Biclops, <laughs> so let's get excited about that. I love that. a Biclops. Uh, what did you all think of the Saber Teeth? You got Camo, you got Cap, the Sentinel of Tyranny, Savage Saber Tooth, Pretty Boy. Would you want to lead a series of multiversal clones of yourself? Yes. Of course. I <laughs> will you, will you, fu- will you fuck the, yes. the multiversal clones of yourself? I fight and then fuck them. I want him to eat my ass like Cyclops' face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like it's already split, baby. Sabretooth is hot in every dimension. I know, and he the way he would sink <laughs> his just claws parts. in and separate. He is all about parting. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, he does tear. I mean, we'll we'll kind of jump around. He parts that red sea. Call him Dar. <laughs> call him Dolly because he's a partner. <laughs> Me, it's Damn. a rapist. Yeah. He bisects Crab Man. If you had to have your body split in half, which direction would be the most comfortable? Left. What do you mean, like if it's starting from your center, like would you want to be cut from like your Wait, left hey, shoulder? Or oh, like a sandwich? You mean Adam, like diagonal? The, the answer is like where's a, there's a natural crease already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so down my crack. Oh. 
<laughs> Straight down the crack, oh, baby. Get up. No, in Ryan's there. referring to the fact that if you fold him over and then lick his spine, you could pull him <laughs> apart like a piece of paper. <laughs> but use a letter opener, please. Come on. Um, this is garbage, Mama. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, this, you guys, you guys this say this all the shitty things. No, no, no. I'll, finish your finish. I, like fetishizing I wanna, saber tooth. I, I want to defend <laughs> this issue. Okay, but, great. But you give the hot garbage takes. No, I, I want to no. hear why it's good. What did you like about this issue besides the fact that saber tooth wants to eat your that ass? you want you like? I want someone with a fur collar to eat my ass. Like, wh- <laughs> what did you like about this? <laughs> yeah. You can't think of a goddamn thing. No. Uh, I, I was just waiting, you know. I'm just trying to give. No, go ahead, time. baby. I I think I I feel less strongly about negative that I think than others I, do. I think I think the production, the release schedule is annoying. But that aside, I I'm I'm a sucker for multiversal threats, and I actually kind of think that the connection to all of the Sabretooth and the Exile story stuff, even though we I didn't love how that stuff ended. I, I do like that Sabretooth has some kind of weird justification of being back where he was pre-Krakoa. I like that they're just killing a lot of uh, people that, you know, you thought might stick around longer. Those felt like really actual shocking deaths. Quite an inquire for sure. I yeah. think that was the best part of the issue. Um, I was very surprised by that. I don't I know what emotional state Wolverine is supposed to be in, what he's supposed he, to be written as. He is going through something yeah, on his he, birthday. He's a, he is a mess, and he's like crying while saying, like, I'm fine. My boy. Like, Are you fine? <laughs> well, so the whole thing about, like, Sabretooth comes and kills, like, a loved one, uh, Logan's well- loved one on his birthdays. It's been done so many times. Mm-hmm. That I and this was a much more you know violent and visceral issue. Mm-hmm. I just I I'm I've been done with the storyline since the '90s, and I I actually like Percy. I think he's a good writer. I've generally enjoyed most of X Force. I've enjoyed his Wolverine run, even though Wolverine's not one of my favorite characters. Victor Laval's um, Sabretooth, despite a character I don't like, the miniseries both of them were mostly really good. Because it wasn't really about him. It, it kind of was, but it was about, like, incarceration on, on Krakoa and bringing up some really interesting themes and the fact that, you know, Victor Laval is black and, like, talking about incarceration rates of black men in America, I think. The nature very, of scientific experimentation. Yeah, that, yeah, too. All the Tuskegee stuff. Like, yeah. thousand percent. Like, great, like, uh, great use of, of analogies, like, which is what I love about, like, certain science fiction, superhero fiction, for sure. I don't care about Wolverine and Sabretooth fighting again. I just don't. So, okay. I just think every dog should have his fucking day, especially X-Men characters. When they get spotlight, you should ride that out, and they should get to go through their storyline, right? They they should get to have that time. So I think he's had it a couple times over the years. The The only problem that I have with this, it feels like, like you said, it, it feels like something that's we've already moved past. We don't need these stories anymore that are just yeah. – absurdly violent for no reason and also this comic is gay uh, <laughs> gay <laughs> queer yeah. culture yeah. it's gay it's so gay i thought you were insulting it why are you complimenting it uh, I and now i like it i think uh, okay. is what i'm saying yeah I saber cunt and <laughs> <laughs> i i, I love saber cunt <laughs> how, how many arms and legs does fang have well cuz he also killed the other guy the crab person. Yeah, arms. but still. The thing, so that, so that was actually, I was generally writing, I didn't mind, I know it's their anniversary, I know this sort of thing, 
uh, the 50th is it 50 50th anniversary. But the thing that killed me about and this them. Yeah. is this this is this is just wa- a Walking Dead issue. Like I've read this in The Walking Dead. It's towards the tail end with the Whisperers. And yeah, that's the like part that. that really pissed me they off. They have birthdays in The Walking Dead? <laughs> <laughs> Only on December 31st. On December 31st, yeah. <laughs> but that was the part that pissed me off where I'm like, ugh, this it, again, just like Saltburn and Calendar Mr. Ripley, it felt like a bad copy paste where when it the Quentin Quire shit was cool. It could be as gory as possible. I didn't mind that. I just didn't like that it's like, oh, they're just crib noting off of old surprises. Negan, like all this shit. Like, obviously, Sabretooth invented some of those characters because of how when he started. But I'm like, like we keep saying, why are we going back to this? And we have nine more issues of this, y'all. I just, all these, the killings in this, the killings in Power of whatever, something of 10, whatever the fuck that one was. Rise and Fall of the Powers of House of 10. Anyways, that one. It, it, it's all going to be reversed. These characters aren't dead, right. dead. They're going to be fine in, in like six months. Yes. It's just a waste the of time for the me. The stakes are not there, and it's no. just it's yeah. gratuitous. Yeah, it is. I'm fine with a little gratuity if I know we're on the way out. Yeah. I'm like, let me put all 20%. this. 20%. That's why he takes his clothes off at the club when he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> when, when this storyline is fully, when the Krakoa era is fully, fully over, I'm going to put it in a box in my mind, and all this stuff is going to be the stuff that happened and is true. And I don't care if the characters came back. They happen In this story, they died. If only there was a way to describe how you com- put things in a compartment and then don't, you know, like. I've never heard of it. Like that. You just push <laughs> it down. Oh, oh, it's called Brentizing. <laughs> I'd like to just say I do love this issue because it wished me a happy birthday because it's uh, my birthday month. So thank you. I, I was, too, I guess. That's what yeah. I'm getting you for your birthday too <laughs> limbs logan was just so fucking out of character that's what also pissed me off this constantly i did a, the quentin choir and his relationship through percy's run absolutely beautiful really well built him wandering around and just going oh, you, you doing okay i'm just thinking about that's you. A, that wasn't out of place no that was fine i'm yeah. saying the laura it was too many of these conversations at once to leave it, it just is bad plotting like that's what i was frustrated by this is definitely like uh lesser than some of its parts because percy is talented yeah. laval is talented and yeah. i just don't think oh, the two of them pretty. have worked well together i think it's just bad pl- i don't think they it's, have a good core contract i think it all. puts a bad taste in your mouth when you know this all happens before the stuff that we're current reading and yes. Yes. yes immediately and out of the gate makes you go well none of this back. and like, after something that hasn't come out yet yeah it just blah, blah, blah. well we have two lauras in continuity at the moment so he can slaughter that one in a couple issues yay wait where's talon She's, she's currently an bleeding X-Men. out in X Men. She, uh, she's in the sewers that, trying yeah. to rescue oh, Cyclops. Good for her. Blood I just I didn't like Sabretooth. I I liked the first miniseries that he did. I didn't like the second one. I liked the other characters, and I, that's the only reason I like the but second. But do you like Pretty Boy? No, or Savage Sabretooth. I don't He's give a cute. shit about alternate about versions of millions. Uh, Camo. That, I, that, that one went bad because of all the characters they introduced and what you might call Great and Creed trying to kill them all. I just didn't give oh a fuck. I mean, it's all like then. it's it's so a it's very like bullshit nonsense. Eighties and nineties Marvel of like creating these antiheroes and then making them creating a, uh, having a much more villainous version so they can make the original antihero more heroic. Mm. Venom and Carnage isn't for us. It's not for queer people. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We're done. I'm done. We've plugged. We did a little bit of news time. We had some issues. We don't have any more plugs cuz we plugged an entire fucking year. Whew, I'm Two exhausted. Two years. Ooh, so tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's been our episode. Check us out on Twitter at Homo Superior X, on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast, on Reddit at Homo Superior Pod. And also, we've got a review of What If Season 2 coming out on January 16th. We're going to have a review of Echo. 
coming out some other point in time in the future. Everything is happening in the future. You can't time travel, but you can't have an out-of-order saber-tooth war. That's been our episode. Bye, little homos. Bye. Bye.